hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John, and this is, I guess, our season finale. I know, it's the season finale of Riverdale that feels so much unlike a season finale that it makes me incredibly sad. I, you know, as I was watching it, there were enough moments that gave it a sense of finality that I'm kind of okay with this being the last episode. I thought it was a pretty strong one to end on, actually. It was a really, really good episode, though I have a lot of questions. Um, but I just, I, it sucks that we're not going to see the end of this school year and that it kind of ends in uh, this I weird think, middle ground. I actually have some thoughts on that that we can, I guess, okay. use the rumor mill for later. Okay, that sounds good. I also read an interview with um, Roberto that uh, hinted, not hinted, but said that they are going to still do the last episodes they planned. Who knows if that'll change because it very well could, mm. um, which means that they're going to have problem graduation, but... Oh, we'll I, they gotta they gotta do those things, but I have mm-hmm. I have an idea. Uh, I don't know. I have a pitch. I'm excited. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Caitlin, we got one new iTunes review. Was it mean or was it nice? It <laughs> it is a nice five star review. I'm kidding. I obviously have already read it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to read it now or should I? No, you read it now. I like keep okay. hearing the words back to me. <laughs> All right. Caitlin5288 gave us a five-star review titled Amazing Podcast. This podcast is amazing. Caitlin and John are hilarious, and listening to them really helps me see different points of view of the episode. I really enjoy listening. Keep up the great work. Caitlin, I can't believe you wrote this about us. I need a boost, okay? There's a pandemic going on. (laughs) We're not all thriving. I need a boost. You should work on that. Yeah, I'm actually doing fine. (laughs) (laughs) Good. You know what? You know what, though? You know what, Caitlin? Uh, what's the title of this episode? So, the title of this episode is Killing Mr. Honey. Mm. And it's not, obviously, there's no movie Killing Mr. Honey. What? I don't think. Um, but there is a movie called Teaching Mrs. Tingle that originally was called Killing Mrs. Tingle that is about a very similar premise. So, um, the reason why the title changed from Killing Miss, uh, Killing Mrs. Tingle to Teaching Mrs. Tingle, which actually I think is a much better title, personally, is because it um, it came out in 1999, right around the time of the Columbine massacre, and so that uh, at the time, like a lot of if you actually like look into it, like a lot of things around that time were um, didn't do as well that as people assume they would have because. The Columbine massacre, even though we have a school shooting like literally every 15 minutes here now, um, that it was like one of the biggest uh, shootings and really was like in the public mind and very disturbing for a lot of people. So, yeah, so this is a Kevin Williamson movie. It was um, came out in 99. Uh, fun fact for CW fans, it was produced by Julie Pleck who used to be Kevin Williamson's assistant, became like a producer uh, with his company. Uh, she ran, uh, runs Legacies now, and she is the creator of The Vampire Diaries. So that's fun. But it was also produced by the Weinstein brothers. I wonder so, if uh, Jughead's finished story was retitled Teaching Mr. Honey. Interesting. 
it really should have been called honestly less good of a story <laughs> like definitely less interesting of a of a thing like dude you don't you know nobody thinks that you actually killed your teacher like it anyway we'll get there but um for anyone curious it stars this movie stars Helen Mirren as the Mr. Honey character in the film um which is just great and yeah and Katie Holmes is in it Honestly, I want to watch this movie. Yeah. So, yeah, it sounds like a... I've been looking into watching, like, kind of, like, early aughts horror movies. And I think that I'm going to add this one to the list. Since time won't move forward, I guess it's time to follow it backwards a little bit. Oh, yeah. All I wanted to do is watch Final Destination 3 and House of Wax. And I'm not really sure why. Because it's not like they're particularly good movies. Yeah, wait, the House of Wax remake? Yes, I just... the, The comfort factor of horror movies to me is like sky high right now and those movies i just remember watching them over and over again which i know is weird but probably not that weird if you've listened to this podcast for long enough and know me um i just really yeah i really want to watch them but ian is less inclined to watch them and i don't really want to watch them alone because it's not as fun Uh uh-huh anyway maybe for my birthday we'll do like a netflix watch party I would be into that, yeah. Yeah, that would be really fun. Okay, anyway, I'm planning my birthday. Anyway, How long? How much longer do I have? You have, like, over a month and a half. Oh, wow. Or, like, wow. a month and a half. Wow, you're really planning ahead for your quarantine birthday. Well, you know where we would be. You know you could birthday. ask us to do this for not your birthday, right? Actually, yeah, maybe we should just do this. Right. I know, it's just like on your birthday you have more sway. Uh-huh. And pe- People who, like, don't want to watch those movies. You 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 underestimate how bored everyone is. That's true. Maybe we'll do, like, a watch party and we'll invite people to watch stuff. Is oh, that weird? Through this podcast? Yeah, we'd just yeah. be like, oh, we're going to watch, like, Teaching Mrs. Tingle on, like, so-and-so date. Uh, and then you guys can tweet along with us. Sure. We'll see if we do that. We'll I have that a lot out. of plants. <laughs> I have a lot of plants that went by the wayside this year, so so we'll see. Anyway, John, who uh, wrote this episode, directed this episode, did all the things? Oh, well, this episode. this this episode was uh, written by James DeWill, who's a longtime Riverdale writer who most recently did uh, the episodes Hereditary, The Dark Secret of Harvest House, and Outbreak, and also Ted Sullivan. Uh, this is his second episode of Riverdale after he wrote Quiz Show. This episode was directed by a uh, Machin Amick. I believe this is her first episode of Riverdale. Uh, she's some kind of actress. Uh, I believe she's on the show, and she's also done <laughs> two shorts called Sly Beats Spoken and Mina Tobias, Kings and Queens. Those sound very intense. Uh, all kidding aside, Machinomic knocked this episode out of the park. She did a great job. I like <laughs> when, that, when the actors um, direct an episode. Because yeah. some, sometimes it's, like, better or, the, like, more specific to character beats like i think it's really good the performances were so loose and there were so Mm. many small little character things that i have to believe the actors thought up on the spot that i think are here mostly because she is an actress directing actors it really does like let the performances kind of shine but it made the world feel 
more lived in than it ha- than it has in a while. Like the first season world felt very lived in, and then it felt very theatrical and amped mm-hmm. up over the last couple of years. But this felt very grounded and lived in. That's very true. That's a good point. I thought that um, Betty's performance was particularly good in the in the like alternate reality of the of the short story. Mm-hmm. I thought Lily Reinhart was like really bringing it. So was yeah. um, honestly everyone. But I thought she. She she's such a good actress, and I wish that she could be on a thing where she played like a villainous character because I haven't really seen that from her yet. You know, I've seen Dark Betty, but like I would love her to be like not like a mean girl, but like a true like like a murderer or something, or like one of these like '90s slasher movies, hmm. like Know What You Did Last Summer, like callous yeah. mean girls. So by the way, this felt uh, <laughs> like a lot of this episode reminds me of the script that I wrote which is like weird because I think it's just very influenced by other things as was that script but I'm like oh yeah that's weird like did I borrow someone else's like entire entire like thing and not realize it that always is like a big fear of mine well which uh storyline would you like to jump into first there's three in this episode the plot what I'm calling non-fiction and what I'm calling fiction cool yeah Ooh. Let's start with nonfiction, I think. Mm, No, let's start with fiction. Wait, what's the third plot? Uh, The plot plot itself. Everything about the the murder tapes. Okay, I see. Okay, mm, let's do... You know what, John? You pick. I'm curious what what makes most sense, because I can't quite figure it out. Okay, Uh, let's start with nonfiction. Betty brings Mr. Honey the finished yearbook, and when she puts it on his ta- on his desk, he tells her that they're not going to print the yearbook because the deadline was two days ago. <laughs> and I was like, Team Mr. Honey. <laughs> like, yeah, Team Mr. Honey right. all the fucking way. <laughs> of course he's right. Betty says that the printer, she called the printer, and they would allow her to... Uh, run the run the yearbook if she got it there by end of day. But Mr. Honey says that he has to look over every page himself, and there just won't be time for him to do that, potentially make any fixes, and get it to the printers in time to print. And, dude, he is right. He is 100% yeah. right. <laughs> because if he didn't check every page of this yearbook, there'd probably be, like, one page that comes in and it's like, oh, that's a murder. That's a dead body right there in the yearbook <laughs> for everyone, knowing this town. Right, that's like a manifesto from, like, this season's serial killer, <laughs> yeah. and we cannot have this. Whoever the serial killer was for was planned for season five was going to make their manifesto in the yearbook, and now they just don't have that. It's so upsetting. The funniest thing ever, though, is that, like, this is the thing that, like, pushes them so far off the edge. <laughs> and it really is, like, so reasonable. Like, I understand, like, yes, Betty, you know, did slave over this yearbook and, like, would I, if I was the principal, make an exception? Yes, because I'm a fucking pushover. But I don't <laughs> think that this was, like, any right. way, like, suggesting that Mr. Honey was, like, wrong or bad. Like, you I, guys are just ridiculous. I understand the lesson he's trying to teach her, right? Because in the real world, you don't get just, you can't just make it up like that two days late all the time. However... He is a school administrator, and there will be a lot of people very mad if there is no yearbook. But you know so what? Like, he's a teacher. I mean, he's not. He's an administrator. But 
But, you know, he's trying to teach these motherfuckers a lesson. That's right. These damn kids. I can't believe I was right, by the way. Like I know the, we were joking about that. Like it made my sense. bit about Mr. Honey being like a nice guy with like a weird personality was never intended to be real. Nope, it was exactly the truth. He's just a fucking weirdo. I'm kind of sad that he doesn't have like a secret prom backstory to mine. Okay, well like I think that. we should give him one. I figure mm-hmm. the last girl he loved, he took to prom, and that didn't go well, and that's cool, why he cool, hates cool. prom. <laughs> but they were also voted class couple in the yearbook. So guess what he also hates? The yearbook. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, so he is like it is a personal vendetta. So like, but also yeah. here here's what I'm thinking, right? He got he and his date at prom, they had sex. She got pregnant. It oh all no. fell apart from there. He realized he was gay. Uh really bad shit. But what he doesn't know is that he has a son out there <gasps> and his name is Chick. Oh my god! Yo! Wait. I mean, where is the lie? Like, we don't, we don't know. It's canon until it's not. Exactly, and then he's, usually it becomes he came, canon. He's taken the job, he took the job in Riverdale in the first place. Like, he knows this town is, like, a fucking mess. But he did it to A, get, around, get, away, get, on, get out of New York, and B, to maybe find his son. That's a beautiful story. He doesn't know story. his son's in jail. That's the ne- the next CW spinoff. Mm-hmm. Maybe he thought Charles was his son, and then he was like, "No, that's not me. I'm <laughs> no, he has I'm none the of other me one. and him." <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, no, he's no. like a, a thinner neck. That's my <laughs> that's my <laughs> genetic makeup. <laughs> Very thin bird like <laughs> presence, <laughs> if you will. Oh man! Oh, so God. Uh, Jughead gets so a much. call. Jughead gets a call from an admissions coordinator at the University of Iowa, and when he heads into the student lounge, he tells uh, basically all of our principal cast, except for Tony, for some reason, that oh yeah, uh, she? that he applied for the spring to get into the University of Iowa, but they're letting him potentially get in in the fall if he submits a good enough story. Did you think Jug this was weird? To, Jughead has to write another fucking short story. I, I feel like all these kids apply to, like, literally one college. And, like, like it was a weird explanation that they gave him where he's like, yeah, well, I was going to go in the spring. But, like, why would you go in the spring? Dude, I, don't I don't get it. I, don't, I think, <laughs> who knows, man. Yeah, it's like, okay, okay. Well, because, damn it, Mr. Honey called them. Aww. He said this kid went through some shit. <laughs> yeah, like, why wouldn't he just be like, I didn't think I'd get in, but I did. He's, like you know what? He probably would have allowed Archie to graduate. Yeah. But, oh oh wait, he no, he wasn't himself. allowing Archie to graduate. He should well, really cut Archie some slack since he was, you know, in jail for a while. Yeah, it's funny how he's like, eh, Jughead. He hates me the most, clearly, but I'll give him some slack. Right. Also, he didn't even go here, but I'm gonna write his recommendation. Right, right. You actually have only taught Jughead for maybe a couple weeks now. But he read his writing, and he's like, this kid. Also, we've read his writing. He's a huge fan of Jughead's writing. He loves it. He thinks it's fantastic. It's not that good, because if you actually break down the narration, the narration of Riverdale is, it's not that it's bad. It's just, like, not this, like, literary revelation that everyone is, like, claiming it to be. It's, like, perfectly, like, good for the CW, like, you know, exposition. But it's not, like, narratively exquisite if we have any intrepid fans out there in this episode of riverdale there are straight up images of 
of Word documents on Jughead's screen, like the actual short story he's writing, if we can mm-hmm. screenshot those, we can read what Jughead literally writes. Not the oh not the filtered through the prism of Riverdale, like given cinematography and verve, but like what what the text on the page is, and I'm really curious. What they what well, the, they wrote as Jughead's writing. They did that in Gossip Girl, like because Dan Humphrey is a writer. Like, he is, like, a published novelist by, like, the end of everything. Mm-hmm. And they, the whole, most hilariously bad writing is, like, like, I'm going to send it to you because it is so funny. Like, I, believe me, I'm sure, like, some writer's assistant or, like, PA wrote it in, like, 15 minutes. And I'm sure that if they tried harder, they could have written something, like, much better. But, like, what they ended up going with is, like, hilarious. Nice. Highly recommend it. Yeah, it. This might be something that like the writers' assistants would have to write uh, sometimes for shows if there's like, if, if if you have someone telling the news but they're on mute in the background, they mm-hmm. might still want lines to say, and the writers' assistant might write that stuff. That's so fun. Like that would be such a fun thing. <clears throat> anyway, in the in 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 the, in the episode of Riverdale, uh, Betty comes in and tells everyone that Honey canceled the yearbook and. They, uh, Veronica tells her that it's like, if it's money you need, I can pay for the printing. And Betty gets to actually say, no, it's the principle of the matter. I know, I enjoyed that Which line. Which is such a like, great line. Ugh, it's fantastic. But basically, everyone's mad. Uh, she's, she's very mad about the yearbook. This really is the straw that broke the camel's back, because all of their memories forever are going to be taken from them. It's weird how she forgot that she was the yearbook Maybe editor. You should and have now gotten like, it there two two uh, days ago. That, right? If she, you know, she that feels so like much, that's on you. She literally forgot that this was like a thing she signed up for, and I understand she was busy, but like, right. girl, you don't get to be busy and then also like mad that yeah, it didn't work out. She refuses to take any responsibility for it, just like Donald Trump and the coronavirus. That's right. <laughs> pol- politics is back. Oh, politics! Oh, John, I thought that we were uh, gonna like lay loose on lay loose. Lay low on politics. Well, given, you know that was a Vietnam ago, right, right, right. And now it's a pandemic, and we have more things to say. That's cool. No, like literally, as many people who died in the Vietnam War are now dead. So, I mean, it just sucks that going like, to be a dick the, about it. Yeah, the five G though is just you know. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast over five G, no, sorry, you have Corona. Sorry. Um. Yeah, anyway, we really do send our love to anybody who is dealing with uh, literally anyone who is uh, suffering from either the actual disease or, you know, any ramifications from this pandemic. We love you guys, all jokes aside. Donald Trump's not doing any favors, though. (laughs) (laughs) So Betty and everyone kind of go through how Honey uh, threatened them when they first got to school and banned pretty much everyone from prom, Reggie, Betty. Everyone, the only people who were left going to prom are Archie and Jughead, which leads to the adorable exchange of, want to go to prom with me, Jug? Uh, Jughead, I think, saying, like, I won't put out, and then Kevin says, let the fan fiction begin. I died. I love that so much. It was oh, Kevin. so cute. And it was so such, cute. Oh, my God. I. This is... Put, put Jughead and Archie in more plots together and let those moments happen. That's great. Put Archie and Jughead in more plots, but also let's acknowledge that, like, 
two minutes ago, Archie was, like, about to go all in on, like, hooking up with his girlfriend. Right, right. This episode really is pretending that did not happen. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. I read an article with um, Roberto, an interview, and someone asked, like, okay, like, are we just not, you know, doing the Barchi thing? He's like, oh, we are. And, like, obviously that would have been, like, a big part of it. Um, but this episode was kind of, like, more self-contained. So yeah. that's why it feels, like, a little yeah. bit like, hmm, okay, we're just going to forget about Barchi. I love a cool. concept episode, even if they do all kind of always blot out the ongoing plot to exist on its own terms. Yeah, they almost always do. This it's is like, like this episode's concept is basically what if we took both halves of Riverdale and actually split them into like basically two different timelines. The kind yeah. of normal normal day-to-day stuff and the heightened Riverdale murder stuff. That's so true. Yeah, that's a good way to like explain it. Because it's not just, oh, they're doing like a murder because they do murders all the time. Yeah. Right. That but plot of killing Mr. Honey could have straight up happened in the show. I could see oh, for sure. that being like the back end plot of the season and then the 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 videotape kids, whoever they are, like saw it and have that and then they need to shut those guys up. The version we're getting is something much weirder. Mm-hmm. I like it though. I'm into it. So uh Betty muses that they could stop Mr. Honey for sure if they killed him. And then and when everyone looks at her like, did you just suggest we murder a man? She continues saying, or scared him enough to leave town? I think she was <laughs> really hoping they would all get on board with the murder thing. No, you're right. We shouldn't kill someone over the yearbook. That would be <laughs> silly. Fine. That would be bad. <laughs> Reggie offers a different senior prank. A classic. When Honey sits down at his desk, his butt is glued to the chair, his phone rings, he reaches for it, and then his hand is glued to the phone as well, and he calls for help. I, so the, 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 the woman who works in the, his like secretary, or the woman who works at the front mm-hmm. desk, had a, maybe administrative assistant. I don't know her name, but she's been in the last few episodes like a bunch. Miss Bell. Bell? Bell. All right, mm-hmm. cool. And she was just in an episode of Legends of Tomorrow also. Anyway. Oh. The, the, fire, the fire department carts uh, Mr. Honey down the hallway <laughs> in clear view of the student body. And Betty's like, eh, we still should have killed him. Yeah, it's amazing. So do you think that... Well, okay, so here was my thought when I first saw this. When I first watched it and, like, they had Reggie explain what he wanted to do and then, like, have it happen, I kind of thought that we were going to see, like, every single character's revenge fantasy. I did think it was going to... I really thought the whole episode was going to be each character pitching how they would get rid of Mr. Honey or kill Mr. Honey. Like that one community Halloween episode. I thought that's what they were going to do, and then it was going to be like, you know, um, Cheryl douses him in maple syrup and does a scary Carrie candelabra situation again. You know, but no, no. I wonder if this one, if this episode idea came about almost because both of the credited writers each pitched their idea at the start of the season of, like, what to do with Mr. Honey. Oh, interesting. I'll bet that everyone liked both ideas so much that they decided to make it one episode that both writers worked on. That's very fun. I hope that it's true. That would be, that sounds be like cool. a good story. Yeah. Sounds like not a good story. Not that it's not bad if they came into this with this intention, but I wonder if this is one of those ideas that you kind of discover along the way. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Betty wakes up to Jughead clickety-clacking away in the... I guess they share this bedroom? 
Yeah, I was thinking that too. Do they share that bed? I they, mean, I guess they don't have a, an abundance of beds. So, like, FP and Al is going to bed every night knowing that two of their kids are just sharing a bed just down the hall. It is weird. The whole thing is weird. For many reasons. Anyway, he tells her he's writing his Iowa submission about her plot to kill Mr. Honey. Uh, she takes a read, calls it dark, but she loves it. And Charles invites them to his office, but Jughead wants to keep on writing. Uh, Jughead writes a bit about Archie and Veronica finding Mr. Honey on the floor. They're not sure if he's alive. And in that moment, Jughead, as he's writing it, flashes back to their first meeting with Honey when he was mean to them. And <laughs> so in the book, in the story, Mr. Honey is dead. Uh, but, like, he's not that mean. He's just kind of, a like, a shitty... Right. Like, it's, it, he's no more evil than any other real-life school vice principal or principal. Right, right. Like, like Every school had that teacher or administrator that everyone just hated. Mm-hmm. Because he's, like, kind ass. of cold. Yeah, he's, like, a hard-ass. He's, like, kind of cold. He's, like, not... I don't know what they expected. Their last principal, like, straight up just joined a cult on them. <laughs> yeah, or is is this really a step down? Mr. Yeah, Weatherby's yeah. personality was all over the place. Right, right. This guy is just, like, more consistently, bizarrely hard on them. Yeah. But, like, they also kind of deserve it. Yeah. So they, I don't really get it. I mean, he's, he's literally, he came into the most chaotic school in America uh, looking for his son, and then was like, oh, Jesus, maybe I can, maybe I can help them. Like an abusive relationship. Maybe I don't need maybe to I can find fix my son. Them. Maybe I can find many children. Hey, maybe here. they're all my son. Right. That makes sense. That's canon. Let's keep it. Meanwhile, Betty's like, I put your son in jail. Mm. I mean, we'll see. Then that, then he becomes the villain. You know, he, you live a, you either live to, Die a villain, or you uh-huh. stay a hero and die. What is the line? God. No, no, no. That's it. That's perfect. Oh God, I love that scene in in The Dark Knight. Right. You either it live, you a either hero live or you... to die a hero. <laughs> you either you you either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. That's what it is, right? That's uh, yeah, that's, that's 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 you're paraphrasing, but yeah. Okay, cool. I, that makes sense. It's so, real me. Cheryl finds the others in the um, in the student lounge and tells them that Honey's back in school. Uh, Kevin said they heard. Uh, Kevin says that they heard they had to use turpentine to unstick him from his smell, uh, from to unstick him from his chair. Uh, the speakers turn on and Mr. Honey announces that unless the pranksters step forward, prom is officially canceled. So funny because prom is canceled technically. Yeah, right prom now was canceled that. for everyone. Oh, so sad. So Cheryl immediately turns on Reggie. Reggie yeah. defends himself, <laughs> saying that he did this for all of them, and he also did not do it alone. He did it with Kevin and Archie, which is uh, adorable. Yeah, I like it. I wish we could have seen it. But I okay. kind of yeah, I kind of wish we'd had a shot of them doing it because like Kevin never gets to play. No, he never gets to play. He gets to sing, but he never gets to play. Right, he gets to perform. Mm-hmm. He's always working. Always working. Cheryl tells them that they that the plan was that they would crash prom, and now there's just not going to be a prom, which may, will make her the only student body president not to have one. So, a little bit selfish, but yeah. Yeah, Cheryl's a lot selfish, so. And I think in this case, Huddy is going too far, but again, he has his trauma with prom. Right. Clearly, there's some shit going on with the prom thing, so yeah. he... 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, whatever Miss Bell says at the end, he he definitely wasn't all the way good or all the way bad. Right. Exactly. Like I don't think he is some saint that that was only doing this to help them. Like, like I don't think you can make that argument. You right. just can't. But, but I do think that you know they are also being children, and they're so used to the chaos. Being that, children, but like prom is kind of bigger than just. Uh, like, like, prom is, like, a cultural moment for every person. Also, there's a lot of people who have no idea who did this prank and have no idea, like, how to get their prom back. So it's not really yeah. fair to yeah, everyone a, else. It's, you know, it's interesting that there's never, like, any students who go around trying to find out who did this thing. Right, which no would point. be what I would do. I mean, I guess it does get fixed pretty quickly. Yeah, sort of. Uh... So Archie reminds everyone that Honey is the bad guy here. Okay. And they need to think strategically, to which he turns to Betty, showing no sign that he wants to make out with her at any point. <laughs> uh, she tells him that they'll research their enemy to find a weakness, and in the meantime... Then she just kind of trails off. The rest of that sentence is in the fiction plot. In the meantime... Betty, are you okay? Yeah, Betty, what's going on? <laughs> It's not even your story. So uh, Jughead is typing away when Betty gets back to him and tells him that Mr. Honey has canceled prom at every school he's worked at, which, where he says the line, he's like the Grinch that stole prom. Very cute. <laughs> oh, yeah, adorable. Uh, so everyone goes to their parents and tell them what's going on. And I was wrong. Hermione was still here. This is our last <laughs> episode with FP and Hermione, I guess. Well, no, it's actually, it's not, because they're ending early. Uh, according to Roberto, they will come back. They Oh, that's so rad. Season. I know, oh, it is. that's right. awesome. Okay. I know. All I right. mean, again, we're taking her away from crime fighting, but that's right. also cool. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you know what? This is more important than fighting. Yeah. No, I no, she's fighting no, I don't a think crime. that. <laughs> what? She's fighting a crime. Right. You know, there, there's crime. It's mm-hmm. just not the important crime. Crime of not getting a proper send-off. Right, exactly. Uh, Cheryl even tells Nana as if Nana has an ounce of power in any element of anyone's life. Well, I guess She's Penelope. She ruined Penelope's life. Yeah, but what if Penelope showed up but in wait, the mask? Yeah, wait, why didn't Cheryl go to her actual mother? <laughs> right, because she left her mother in a, in a rum den. Yeah, she's still living there, right? Like, that's definitely so. a thing. It would have been really funny if she was just there in the master in this scene. And, like, Mr. Honey's like, who is that? And she's like, no one. Don't worry about it. Uh, the We're parents, fine. The parents do a power walk down the hallway, women in front, to uh, <laughs> confront Mr. Honey. Because uh, this is Matchin's show. Mary, God damn it. Yeah, Matchin's like, we want to get the women doing a power walk, because... Damn well gotta. Uh, Mary comes at him with some lawyer powers. Hiram comes in next and he's like, also, I'm mayor. Alice piles <laughs> on. She's like, also, I'm a reporter. I feel like mayor was already at the Trump card. But anyway, uh, Mr. Honey looks at FP and Mr. Keller. He's like, what about them? FP says, we're the mus- muscle. Mr. Keller says, honestly, I'm hoping I get a job out of this at some point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you leave, then I can become principal. Yeah, maybe I'm principal. Someone give me a job. <laughs> it's weird how Sheriff Keller is like around, not being the sheriff. When like at this point, he couldn't he just be the sheriff? It would be funny if 
FP or him said, well, we're both kind of the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> why, why isn't he the sheriff? Why though? isn't like, he the sheriff? Why, why, why haven't they talked about that? I figure that's right. a conversation of FP going, it's like, I'm not worthy to be sheriff. And then Keller being like, you are worthy to be sheriff or something like that. Cause he's like so good, whatever. But I need that pension. So sorry. <laughs> but seriously, uh, Sheriff Keller should become the new principal. And I'll still call him Sheriff Keller. It would be so good if he was like, I don't really have any of the credentials, but you know what? Does anyone? Yeah. Who, who is, he, he doesn't want to murder anyone. He doesn't sound like he wants to murder anyone. He didn't yeah, join he a didn't cult. Join. That's pretty exactly. good. Yeah. There's only so much you ask for. And really. I think people respect him. Yeah, I respect him. Mm-hmm. They so Mr. Honey uh, or Alice adds in one more one more attack with I'm president of the PTA and can call a vote on the matter, which also you could have le- let you could have led with that anyway. Right, uh, Mr. Honey asks them to come into his office, and Cheryl, as student body president, leads them all in. Honey is vanquished. It's just like, can we do this? Is there, is there like, a district that they're a part of? Well, Mary talked about Greendale as, like, a separate, I guess, school district. Yeah, I guess so they're, I guess like, like, a Riverdale thing. school district. There, yeah, there were seems... two, but now there's just the one because that other school got Oh, yeah. What was that school called? West Riverdale? What was it? East Riverdale? Was it Southside? Southside. South of Riverdale. Yeah. Okay, cool. South Riverdale. South side of Riverdale. We haven't talked about in so long that I guess it's fine now? I think it's just a prison. Oh, it's a prison now. That's right. Yeah. The entire South Side is one giant prison. No, it's Hiram Land. Hiram Land. That's a prison. Yeah. We have not had many updates on Hiram Land recently, guys. Even though Hiram (laughs) is currently mayor of Hiram Land. It's almost like they realize that kids don't care about privatized prison plot lines. No, kids clearly care about rum plot lines. Exactly, right. They care about things that they're not legally allowed to drink yet, um, but are being illegally made by teenagers. So, uh, later, Cheryl swings my to Hobo and Bride of Hobo to tell them (laughs) she has a proclamation to make, but not here. So, hours later... The, the student body and their parents are all at Pops so that Cheryl can inform a whole crowd that prom is back on. She leads a toast to everyone assembled. And then there's, this, is, this is one of those scenes with, like, just... I like that they put... They spread out our cast so far among all of the uh, background that are in the mm-hmm. scene that it makes it look like they're all part of a bigger community and have a lot more friends than just the other characters, so to speak. <laughs> Uh, the parents give a toast to the kids. Hiram says he has their best interests at heart with a straight face. I thought, that I died. <laughs> I was, what? You tried to kill two of them minimum. <laughs> like, what? And you got them you, all hooked on drugs last year. Yeah, I, best interest bullshit. Fuck you, Hiram. Go die, please. Thank you. FP uh, yells at his son that his boy will be the first Jones man to go to college. Yep, he's the best. He's the best. It was so he, delightful. And I'm glad that won't be the last thing he has he ever says on the show. Oh, that would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Betty reads some of Jughead's story. And in regard to the story, Jughead asks if Kevin coming in with bad news is too contrived of a plot, at which point <laughs> Kevin enters and tells them that Honey wants to see them ASAP. So they go into his office. Charles is in there. Jughead greets him with a sup, Chuck, which is a very weird thing. 
Please don't call him Chuck. Uh, Sounds too much like Chick. Uh, Also, there's already a Chuck. Apparently, Mr. Honey found a new tape that was sent to the school. And it's a video of school at night, the outside, the hallways, hours of it. This didn't make any sense. I was like, okay, so who gives a fuck? Well, (laughs) I was, as I was watching, be like, why would the voyeur step backwards? And that's what everyone feels like. Also, mm-hmm. Honey is not, Mr. Honey is not actually a very good liar. Right, uh, no. But he's like, hey, would this be like a warning or a threat? <laughs> like, you think I should cancel? I'm going to cancel prom. I should cancel prom. So he cancels prom. Prom is canceled. And so Betty, uh, Jughead, and Charles all, all meet uh, and agree that the public doesn't know the voyeur has moved on. Which is why it would make sense if Mr. Honey made this to manipulate them. But they need proof. So Charles and Betty watch a ton of tapes. You notice Charles always watches tapes with Betty or Jughead, but he never finds shit on them. It's always them finding shit on those tapes. That's true. It's almost like he's outsourcing his job to teenagers who are not paid. He's the, he is the worst. He is the worst FBI agent. You know what I think? Here's, here's my thought on Charles. Shoot. Charles is like the Jared Kushner of the FBI. He's a pretty boy. Someone likes him. He's doing well, but he's actually useless. So they sent him on details to small towns for long periods of time just to get him out of their hair. I'm sorry, did you say Jared Kushner is a pretty boy? I think people think he's a pretty boy. I think he looks like uh, he, his face is made of porcelain. I think Jared Kushner looks like Brahms the boy. From the boy. The doll. I love that film. <laughs> I don't love our reality as much. Jared Kushner looks like Julian. <laughs> Hold on, can you hear that? That's I can. Hmm? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. Alright. Oh, wait a sec. This was a dense episode. I know, but it's, like, not that much happened. Well, hmm. it's, There's just, like, again, it's one of those things where there was a lot of moments, like, bit mm-hmm, moments yeah. in between things that I thought were delightful. And so, like, I have a lot of notes on this one. This whole for, episode like, was good. Some of the dialogue is just really good. There's too many sirens. Now I hear it, too. Like, out my window. Oh, right. They're probably the same ones. I hope so. Because then... That would be a lot. Kind of weird. It's like I hear it, and then you hear it, and then I hear it. It's That's so strange. I still hear them at my window. I don't know if I hear them over the microphone. Anyway. All right. So Betty finds a reflection of Honey holding a video camera in the glass in the video. So they got him. <laughs> don't do that, Mr. Honey. Like, don't point. Don't try to be artistic. Don't point anything at glass. <laughs> you idiot. So dumb. Charles, Charles's brother, and Charles's sister <laughs> all go to Mr. Honey to show him the picture of his own image holding the camera in the video. He's like, you don't think I'm the voyeur? And they're like, no, of course you're not the voyeur, but you fucking manufactured a terrorist threat to cancel prom. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you should be fired then, I think. You're kind of done here. 
And he's like, I'm trying to help you, prepare you for a life outside Riverdale where things are normal. Yeah, it's like where the threats are actually significantly more mundane. Where you have to turn in projects on time. I mean, like, really? What has he done that's been so bad? He was like, please don't do Hedwig the Musical. I feel like it's not appropriate. Right. He he canceled a variety show. He banned people from prom. He may have fucked up Reggie's car. That's the only one that I'm like, okay, that would be very much unacceptable, but it's also circumstantial. He hired that cheerleading coach for Cheryl, who apparently uh, quit moments after that episode ended. Yeah, but also, like, Cheryl did something very bad. Right, right. Yeah, like, and Cheryl should probably be kicked off the cheerleading squad instead of being allowed to use them to try to convince him to allow the uh, sex musical into the Well, it's show. like, so she kicks off... He, he kicks her off. No, he hires the cheerleading coach yep. because he's like, you need supervision. Right, she gets because so it's mad, crazy she... that these 16-year-olds run themselves and honestly mostly just bounce around while pop mu- doing pop music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no cheerleading involved. Mostly they just stand on top of a diner and do dances. Right. So not and sure how that they're helps. never doing any gymnastics or, or formations or... This is leading cheers. Yeah, super weird. So super anyway, weird that works. Uh, they call Mr. Honey a psycho. This is checkmate. <laughs> and as they walk away, Jughead muses what causes a principal to hate his students so much. And Betty suggests he talk to Gina Torres. <laughs> Who, by the way, Mr. Honey hired, didn't he? <laughs> I think she was already there, but he mandated people to talk to her. Right. Which was another arguably very good thing he did. It was very good. Jeez. So Betty finishes Jughead's uh, story to the point he has it and says, uh, wow, we're the monsters. Really (laughs) makes you think. And then Kevin comes and gets them because that's apparently what Kevin does. I think that's really funny, honestly. Like, just use Kevin to, like, move the plot along. Yeah. You know you know that old saying that the mystery author wrote, when in doubt, have one Kevin got bust through the door with news? <laughs> right. Everyone knows that. Yeah, everyone knows that one. That's that's in the... I, that was in my screenwriting textbooks. To live and to die a hero is to die a village. <laughs> <laughs> as confident as that for me. <laughs> The kids line up to watch Mr. Honey leave. Uh, he says he stands by all his actions. What goes on around here? Murder? Mayhem? Depravity? <laughs> it is not normal. And to he's which right. I think Betty's like, Betty's like, yeah, well, it's our normal. <laughs> like, oh, I guess yeah. you win. It's oh, all good, though. Cool. <laughs> uh, Mr. Honey is leaving for Stonewall Prep, where he will make triple his current salary. Yeah, that's great. Oh, my like, God. Are, does this mean that Mr. Honey and Brett are going to team up? Is Brett still allowed to go to that school? Is Brett still alive? Um, honestly, I have a theory that Jonathan is, like, running this whole operation. And that maybe Brett is, like, the victim. No, dude. <laughs> Jonathan definitely got a job on, like, another show. <laughs> Jonathan is busy. Remember how they killed Jonathan? <laughs> Murdered Jonathan off screen. Which is funny because that's the perfect murder because nobody saw right, that right. one. <laughs> it, all along, she didn't deserve it because she pulled that one off. Yeah, Jesus. Ugh. Anyway. That was a weird plot. A weird plot. 
uh, everyone hangs out, goes back to where they started the episode, sitting in the student lounge and complaining about Mr. Honey, when Miss <laughs> B comes in, tells them that after working at Riverdale High for 50 years... <laughs> Eight principals. What? Honey was the so, best principal she's ever seen. So sounds like he, this year alone, that. he arranged... Well, I mean, only this year. He only had the one. He arranged for six low-income students to go to college on full scholarships. I guess Mad Dog is one of them, because he's gone. The GPA <laughs> went up higher than in decades. The most okay. graduating seniors ever to go to college since 1956. And the cherry on top, nobody died. Yeah, that's so true. No one died. I mean, that Jughead kind of did, but... It is radical well. that season four is an episode... is a season of Riverdale where not a single Riverdale resident dies. Just Jonathan. Off screen. Wait, no, there's also Cheryl's weird uncle. <laughs> he died. Oh, fuck, yeah. Well, no, no children, no students died. Nah, you I know take it students back. died. Fine. Quite a few Fine. people died, but Fine. no students. I'm the asshole. You're the monster, John. Wow, we are really the makes monsters. you think. Really makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> she then... Uh, Hands Jughead a letter that Mr. Honey was playing to mail to the University of Iowa. Later at home, Betty's making ants on a log when Jughead uh, holds the, the letter, considering reading it. He's nervous, whereas I immediately was like, oh, this is going to be like a glowing endorsement, right? <laughs> yeah. He, what he reads sends him running back to change his uh, story draft. In this okay. version, when Archie and Veronica find Mr. Honey on the floor, she tells him to call 911 while she performs CPR. Everyone gets to the hospital. Mr. Honey's going to make it. They told the police the truth. They ruined their lives. They could go to Shankshaw. Shah. Honey could have died. <laughs> Betty would have preferred he died in the story. It's funny how Betty is really the villain here in this story. Right, and she's like, Jughead, you're such a good writer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like, mm, your boyfriend wrote that. Right. So... Jughead- Jughead says that uh, he was reveling in Riverdale's sickness and enjoying bringing pain on Honey, and that was wrong. So he changed his story. I hope it's good, though, in this version, because he still needed to go to college. Okay, let's just really quickly unpack what he just did. Mm-hmm. So he finds out that Mr. Honey did did well by him by writing a letter of recommendation that he didn't ask for nor deserved. Right, <laughs> right, right. Mr. Mr. Well, Honey, that's, that's huge. That's big. In in Jughead's version of this story, he says he's going to change all of the names eventually to submit it to Iowa. Yes. So he, what's the problem? One, what's the problem? Two, instead of doing this, couldn't he have just called Mr. Honey up and been like, I was such an idiot. I was reveling in the town's sickness. Like, he's not going to read the essay Mr. that you submit to Iowa. will never see this story. Yeah. And, like, even if he did, he'd be like, who's Mr. Chaplin? Like, yeah, that's symbolically, not me. it's like, yeah, Jughead learns something and changes his ways in this episode, though. Right, he doesn't have to like, rush to his computer. I understand why they did it. Realistically, no, he doesn't have to do any of these things. But I, like, I understand the meaning behind it. Yeah, and I get the meeting. Within but the also, universe of the show, we are to presume that Jughead is a very good writer, and no matter what this story is about, it will probably be good enough to get him into the University of Iowa. But the story he presents isn't a story. Isn't it? It's like a uh, I mean, 
Do you want to talk about it? That's the next thing. Yeah, is it a story? Yeah. 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 All right. So, really, the plot starts out from Betty, which I guess is why Jughead makes her the villain in the whole story. She plots a scenario where uh, her and all her friends would catch Mr. Honey on his way out of school at the end of the night. So record scratches. Archie asks, wouldn't he recognize us? She says, not if they wear bunny masks and Stonewall prep varsity jackets. Whole other mystery how they would get all those things. But right. apparently, masks are readily available in this town. With, no, <laughs> yeah, with little to no questions. Uh, Archie says that he could sneak up on Mr. Honey and take him down. And that is obviously represented by him running up and punching Mr. Honey in the face. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, they suggest they would tape him up and stuff him in a car. Reggie's car as revenge. This scene in the in the break room where they all pitch their ideas for this, so much fun. So it's, cute. I God, Reggie is a delight. I He's want so him in good. more plots. This was this was a great Reggie episode. You notice that Kevin is not isn't Kevin not a part of it? So yeah. They don't even invite Kevin to their fictional murder of the principal. Kevin is the jelly bean of it, the friends. But Kevin is, I think, in the room when they're pitching these ideas. It's so weird, I know. He's I there, think but this like... might be Jughead's bias of like, I don't like Red. Black. I don't like Kevin. I don't want <laughs> to fictionally murder anyone with Kevin. Right, exactly. <laughs> Jughead hates Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin has done shit to Jughead, and he does not trust him. Right. Uh, Veronica suggests that they take him to her family cabin in the gay woods, and uh, it's Cheryl's idea to maple board honey, like they did her mother, uh, and threaten him that they will continue to do this until he leaves town. Later on, uh, the boys rip the bag off of Honey's head, and they're not able to find his glasses. Don't know why they take the bag off his head, either. Uh, but he tells them it doesn't matter if he can see, because he's pretty sure he knows they're Archie, Jug, and Reggie. Reggie's like, damn it, and takes off his mask. And he's like, okay, well, now I know you're Archie, Jughead, and Reggie. Uh, so dumb. Honey it's laughs. So, so Reggie hits him. The others hold him back. And then, wow, Mr. Honey gets a killer line. He goes, tell me, Mr. Mantle, is that what your father does to you? So they get Reggie mean. the fuck out of there. They all get out of there. That was super mean. Right. That's but like, also, I realize this doesn't happen in real life, but now I realize that... This means Jughead wrote this, which is yeah, super mean. Yeah, Jughead did. There, there are a lot of elements of the story that, like, only run on extended knowledge of the characters in it. Right. Like Jughead's changing all the characters' names, then whoever's reading is going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, wait, what? Why are these kids buried so many bodies? Right, right, exactly. Though they all have, and, like, <laughs> damn. I hope one day in the future this same scenario happens and Reggie hasn't buried a body and we're like, I thought you did that. And he's like, no, that was just in Jughead's story. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Right, right, right. So Cheryl sits watch over Mr. Honey. He tells her it's not too late. They can make this right. He plays on her ego and calls her a follower to Betty and Jughead. Uh, and she calls him a common enemy for them. He, he turns to camera, to the audience, and goes, you know where that new cheer coach went? Well, she already quit because of Cheryl. Mm. <laughs> and then he turns back to her and goes, what am I supposed to do now? Uh, and she tells him to agree to make a video promising to let them go to prom and never to punish him. 
Imagine how that would fucking work. Right, right. Like, why? And then he punishes what? them, and they're like, but we have video of you saying you wouldn't do that. <laughs> you said we could have prom when you were tied up and bloody because we tied you up and took you to a cabin right. and threatened your life. Great plan, Cheryl. Yeah, excellent. Uh, his alternative is for her to release him and call the police and tell them it was a bad prank. He says that they'll be punished, but their lives won't be ruined. There's a lot of arguing about lives being ruined in this plot. And she it's just kind of looks at him dead in the eye and says, so you won't make that video? It, isn't it weird that they've all actually buried bodies like this before and it hasn't ruined their lives? Yeah, they've kind of, they've been doing great. Yeah. No, no one's even came looking for half <laughs> these people. I do want to, I, I, I do want to throw some love towards Madeline Pesch because I think she kills this scene. And she does. She, she kills... Basically every scene she's given, she commits so hard to a character, a character that cannot commit to one personality type. And I think in anyone else's hands, Cheryl Blossom would have fallen apart. But she For makes sure. Cheryl consistently dynamic and entertaining, which is the most consistent thing about her. Yeah, her personality. That's, that's pretty much all on Madeline Petch. I also want to say, yeah. I think her clothes are getting tighter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. The all red outfit with the red pants. I was like, damn. Incredible. And Jughead okay. wrote that. Yeah. Jughead wrote Jughead's that. A, she's wearing the tightest pair of red pants no, one you don't woman can imagine. Technically, the pants and the shirt are two different things, but they're so tight on her that you're not really sure where one <laughs> ends and the next one begins. It's a second skin, if you will. Archie and Veronica go into the cabin later, and they find Mr. Honey dead. Betty finishes her sentence from another from another timeline. She says, nobody panic. Uh, Reggie, Reggie says he didn't hit Honey that hard. Cheryl was the last person to see him. This wasn't supposed to happen, but now Jughead says he's dead. Betty calls us an accident, but will they let it ruin their lives, their future? Everyone then turns the camera and tells the audience where they're going to school next year. <laughs> Cheryl's going to Highsmith. Uh, Veronica's going to Barnard. Betty's going to Yale. Archie's going to the Naval Academy. Uh, Reggie's going to Reggie. Riverdale Community College. Maybe. And then Jughead says, and with your admission, University of Iowa, I'll be attending you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Betty asks who has experience getting rid of a dead body. And everyone but Reggie raises their hands. No time like the present, bro. So the boys dig a great. I wonder what Reggie not knowing any of the other details must be very disturbing. Right, right. It's like he's he's like, is it just one body among all of you? No, it's <laughs> like I think two, three, it's three at couple. least. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, all right. The boys dig a grave and they get the great dialogue of uh, how deep, deep is Riverdale. I do want to point out, this is the line that cuts back to Betty reading, and she's like, wow, how many times have we said that in real life? Once. Once. <laughs> About once. Yep. In the, uh, in the film noir episode. Right. The kids go about school as usual. The girls discuss prom themes. Cheryl suggests old Hollywood. Veronica suggests F. Scott's, F. Scott Fitzgerald, the beautiful and the damned. Dude, just say Roaring Twenties. What are you doing? <laughs> no, everyone in this I show also needs like, to acknowledge they read. She says F. Scott Fitzgerald and definitely says Beautiful and the Damned so that no one will respond with, oh, Great Gatsby? Yeah, we had to read that in English last year. <laughs> like, no, I read a different F. Scott Fitzgerald book. I've read two books. I've read two books. <laughs> 
<laughs> Reggie uh, asks how they can pretend things are normal. Kevin comes in the room and tells them Miss Bell at the front office is talking to the police. Truly amazing. That was the moment that I realized that Kevin had not been invited to the murder in the fictional plot. So sad. It was so messed up. Everyone hates Kevin. He says that some adventure scouts found Honey's glass in the woods, and he asks if they want to sign up for the search party. <laughs> it's very Kevin. No one is chill about this either. Uh, guilt-ridden, Archie, uh, guilt-ridden Reggie freaks out at some bulldogs for talking shit about Mr. Honey just leaving, and Archie shoves Reggie into a locker before he can tell them Honey is dead. Next thing you know, Reggie is dead. A memorial set up at his locker. How did Reggie die? Um, they say, after Cheryl goes running into the music room, they kind of be like, I think Veronica's like, oh, we cut his brakes. And everyone's like, we didn't cut his brakes, Veronica. His brakes failed. It was an accident. You know how bad he is at taking care of his car. Actually, he loves his car. Right, of course he takes great care of his car. All we can do is live there, live our lives. I bet, here's why that happened. Not only did they cut his brakes, they took his brakes and installed them in Archie's car. And then took Archie's <laughs> shit breaks and put them in Reggie's. In, in his, like, barely a car car. Right. Like, skeleton car. Right. He actually drives it much like the Flintstones do their vehicles. <laughs> it never needed brakes. No. It's, just been, it's just been Archie uh, pressing down his heels on the ground. Archie tells works. Veronica that all of this ends if they stick together and stick to the plan. Jughead says they're all monsters. Will they be monsters in college or in jail? Good anyway, point. Jughead just deletes this draft, so it never yeah. really goes further than that. I loved it, though. Did you? Well, I mean, no, I actually, this version I hate, I liked the other version I did not like. I, the other plot, I think, was more fun than this. Like, well, I, if, I, if, this were, if this were just, like, what the series was doing right now, I think I'd be a little bit like, ugh, God, this is going to be uh, annoying. If, right. If it were going to be, like, multiple episodes of, like, them trying to cover up the murder of Mr. Honey after covering up the fake murder of Jughead, <laughs> I would have lost my goddamn mind. Well, okay, so, question. The, the new story he writes when Mr. Honey is saved and in the hospital. Right. That's not a story. Well, I assume he'd write more. I think right. it's, just, it's just like that's where he's at at that point when he gets called I, to look at a scary tape. I guess. Like it would have gone forward and been like a probably, I guess, about the kids dealing with the consequences of their action. Yeah, I mean, I you guess could so. just delete the whole story and write something right. else, Jackhead, also. Right, Jackhead, maybe you don't write a story about your nice principal who wrote your recommendation being, like, kidnapped and Like, kill your darlings, tortured. but if, like, the entire plot is different now, that's crazy, man. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I hope good it, luck with it. It would have been kind of cool if, like, the end of his story was, like, the other people realizing that he was a monster and that he dies or something. Or, like, they kill him because they're like, oh, he's dangerous. Like, that yeah. would have been kind of cool. And maybe that's where he was going with it, but probably not. Maybe. I don't know. He's probably going to get into Iowa. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't really know much about Iowa's writing program. I didn't know that at all. So did you ever watch the show Girls? No. So she, at one point in the show, goes to that program. And I didn't realize that it was such a thing. But apparently it's like a very prestigious uh, writing program. Hmm. 
Oh my god. I told- so Charles, Charles's brother and Charles's sister watched the death of Jason and the recreation of the death of Jason. And they sync up perfectly. Betty thinks the voyeur is probably stepping up to a real murder. Charles says all they can do is wait for another tape and go through the ones they have, by which he means someone else will watch tapes. Charles shows Betty a recreation of Midge's murder. Apparently there's a tape of the play that night. So, oh, And that tape was sent to Midge's mother, which is oh. nice. Uh, JB walks in to a scene with Jughead and, and Betty near the end, and they say, Jeb, Jellybean, you're not allowed to be in this episode. She says, fine, have a tape. Hands them a tape. <laughs> they do the same thing they do with Kevin, where, sorry, Kevin, we're, like, really busy right now. <laughs> Keep going, later. <laughs> yeah. I think Jellybean might be the voyeur, but... Ooh, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Jughead and Betty watch the latest tape, one of the cabin where Hermione shot Minetta, which I'm pretty sure is also the cabin in the gay woods that they go to in his story. But it's dressed completely Uh, differently. Either way, they go to this cabin, and it looks like someone's been squatting there for a while. They've got a projector, put it in a makeshift screen, but no film in it. Instead, there's a tape with a VCR. Why do both things? <laughs> why do the why do the projector set up if you're not going to watch film? If you're going to do just have the VCR, Eddie, I, I'm, they watch another voyeur video. One of I like how you say voyeur. Stab, stabbing Mr. Honey to death. I kept waiting for them to like take the mask off Mr. Honey and reveal it was really Mr. Honey. They did not do that. So uh, again, I don't know if a person is really dead or not. But they are now representing something that did not happen canonically in life. And this is all playing as we hear Mr. Honey's glowing in letter of endorsement for Jughead. <laughs> Which would mean more if Mr. Honey were dead, but we, I don't think he is. Maybe he is. It would be kind of interesting if at the end they pulled off the mask and Mr. Honey really was dead. That's what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to yeah. pull off the mask and be like, we actually killed Mr. Honey. That would have been cool. But they didn't do that. Why Was that in the script at one point? Did they change their minds? Like I don't it, know. It, it felt like, like everything about that with the with the dialogue and like the amount of gravity put on the scene, it felt like they were going to reveal that Mr. Honey was dead, and they did not do that, and that just made me feel really confused about, like like this is weird, that they're that they're representing, like the thing from Jughead's story because who actually read that, Jellybean probably, but. Anyway, so Jelly Bean's to, totally the voyeur. Well, do you want to do some, uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to do, uh, 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 rumor mill first, or do you want to talk about superlatives? Superlatives. Best right. entrance slash exit is Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Best deliverer of bad information, also Kevin. <laughs> um, best, Teacher of the uh, year, Mr. <laughs> Honey. Oh. Hmm. Mm. Best administrative assistant, Miss Bell. Miss Bell, yeah. 50 best years. W- it's wow. so it's such a long time. I, next season, can we do an episode where they set up Mister uh, or Pop Tate with Miss Bell? Oh my god, I love that. Just like Clueless. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so cute. Yes, best, let's do it. Best dressed, Cheryl, in Jughead's writing. Yes, that makes for sense. sure. Yeah. Best parent strut. The parent strut that they did in oh, this episode. Fantastic. <laughs> Best toast. 
Uh, Hiram? No, I was gonna <laughs> give it to FP, but. Hiram being like, and I always did right by you. And I love you all like my own children. Amazing. And we all agree I'm a lovely person. And <laughs> why are we doing this in the diner and not downstairs in the speakeasy? Unclear. One of the two speakeasy my daughter's on. Okay, so, rumor mill. Yeah, I think Jelly Bean's the player. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I think it's been weird that they just keep having her show up just to be told she's not in the episode. Yeah. Unless they're just trying to remind you that Jughead does have a sister. I just don't think that that would be a point that they would, like, why? Why bring her around if she wasn't going to be more important? Mm -hmm. Also, the fact that she's always constantly, like, dismissed... And the fact that the voyeur had, like, a secret cabin in the woods where they were, like, hanging out and, like, sleeping and spending right. time. Yeah, who knows where she's been. You know? Yeah. Because, like, no one gave a fuck. She got really into Griffins and Gargoyles, and no one checked on her after that. Yeah. Yes. And it would, and be, it would make sense if, like, Jughead's little younger sibling were more interested in a newer form of media. He's a writer. She's a filmmaker. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And... Also, it seems like the the masked people are young. I mean, it's hard to tell, yeah, honestly, it but doesn't tell. it? Uh, the, I would believe it if they're teenagers. I think they're about the same age as the actual Riverdale kids. Also, it would also make sense because um, I feel like she would have all the information. She would have, like, her dad's videotape uh you know like the the jason blossom tape all of that right. stuff she would also she has probably access be to angry. police resources and local news resources that's true oh and the video cameras maybe from the local news station right totally it's jb it's, yeah, it's, it's her but yeah. now that they've got all this time they might change it because also here's my here's my pitch for for season five would be that i Definitely do a time jump, like a five-year time jump, or whatever to, like, get most of the cast around the ages they actually are. Okay. One that one that would have them, I don't know, being successful wherever they are in the world, dating new people, definitely Barchi. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, enough changes are like, oh, my God, what happened to them? And, of course, then they... And, and like, it's been since that night with the honey tape, since they've gotten... Any tapes. The voyeur just kind of vanished. Interesting. But then, them as adults, in where whatever cities, wherever they're living at that point, they get a tape delivered to their door. And, That's very creepy. And it's, it's renewed voyeur footage of their new home. At what point, they all contact each other. And let's say one of them's still in Riverdale, Reggie. Uh, they all, they all mm-hmm. go back to Riverdale to deal with this mystery that kind of draws them back in. And while you're doing this, you would have flashbacks to the end of their senior year when everything fell apart. So you would oh, spend, I like, like that. The first couple episodes of the season having them in the present come together while in the past fall apart. So you're saying don't do any prom or anything like that? No, no. I would say part of the flashbacks would definitely involve the prom and graduation. I think that would be the prom would be the best place to have the Barchi uh, thing explode. Yeah, for sure. And then to have them go through graduation after that, and that's when Archie and Betty, like now that now that there are no relationships, like like maybe they're like she she's like ask me again in five years, 
to mm. to date, and then like you could come swap pop to the present where he they are. Interesting. Um, that's yeah, my that would be really cool. That's I like I, that a lot. That's what I want to do with season five. Also, the thing I, I think I like about this mystery at the end of the season is that, like, they did it simmered for so long that we were like, "What are we even doing here?" But now mm-hmm. it's pretty popping, and I think J- Riverdale should just consider doing more mini arcs, shorter yeah. mysteries, but more of them because I think they'll end up happier with that. They won't have to strain credibility so far that there will not be a satisfying answer. Yeah, I think that's the thing with, like, the Black Hood. Like, I felt there were, like, so many fake-outs that it was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, it was, like, you can't sustain the the idea of a a slasher terrorizing town for months. Even right. the TV show of Scream, it, it was all taking place within a relatively short time frame. It was also only 10 episodes, right? Or 13 episodes? I think 10? the second season was less than the first. I don't know. There's so much to do a podcast about it. Yeah, I know. And then, then we would know for sure. <laughs> and we'll see. Maybe one day. Maybe. But yeah, I love your JB idea. Your jelly bean idea is like genius. Also, if you do the time jump, then you would get another actress to play future jelly bean. Yeah, that'd be In cool. In case you are nervous that maybe the younger actress can't pull off the turn to... To I think she'd be good. Evil, but you could get or allow both to be psychopaths. I don't know. Either way. Would be fun. Yeah. Would be really fun. It's a very it? fun idea. I know it's... Do thoughts? It's weird that Tony's not in this episode, but they probably, like, I don't know, it was a one-off. She could be busy, or yeah. they could be... I mean, what would she have done? Do you know? <laughs> Dude, Truthfully. probably stood next to Cheryl and backed her up. Exactly, and I'm like, poor, I don't need to say Tony. this. Definitely break up Tony and Cheryl after the time jump. Yes, please. Give you them could both. have Tony and Jughead be dating for realsies. Mm. Uh, no. Listen, no. it's not Cole Sprouse's fault he doesn't have chemistry with as many of the female cast members. I know, he really doesn't. It's not his fault. It's just, it doesn't, I don't know. They're not Lily. Oh, Oh, that's cute, actually. <laughs> By the way, guys, please stop bullying Cole Sprouse. Yeah, on, don't uh, be- mean to saw a lot of anti-Barchi tweets over the last week. Y'all need to chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. I mean, look, I don't know what it's, not. I don't want to say it's only young people who do that, but I remember being young and caring so much about everything, so I don't want to, like, I don't want to say don't care about things, but, like, be nice to everyone, I think. Especially I on the internet. Once. I was young once. Some, my youth is, uh, wasting away but that's a different tale for a different time anyway (laughs) so Kaylin uh what are you looking forward to right now what are you watching what am I watching I'm really liking this is America on Hulu um have you watched any of it yet no so it's about the um the equal rights amendment and the different factions of people pro and against it of like feminists and then I don't know if you'd call them, like, anti-feminists, but basically, uh, Phyllis Shafley, I think that's how you say her name, she was very against the ERA, but it's kind of interesting because she is obviously such a terrible, in my opinion, person, but 
you do see things like you see things from her perspective, but you also see why her perspective is wrong. But what I'm more interested in is the different, um, the factions of the feminists that they have. They have like Gloria Steinem and they have the woman who wrote the feminine mystique. And it shows how like, even within like the feminist community, there are, um, or the feminist movement, there were so many different opinions and conflicts and like how um, black women were really excluded from the movement or who were kind of like, you know, they're always going to put gender before race, like the feminists, like in this wave of feminism. It was really interesting because I've never really seen a show from that perspective before. I thought it was really fun. And it's fun. It's also like a fun show. There's like a lot of really fun moments. Oh, the acting is amazing. It's Kate Blanchett. It's uh, Rose Byrne. So... Highly recommend. Awesome. What about you, Uh My show is also very feminist. It is Batwoman on ah, CW. Cool, cool, cool. It is having a, a first season that is, quite honestly, unreasonably good. I don't okay. quite understand how this show figured out its formula so fast, but it always feels completely confident and assured in what it's doing. It has not frankly fantastic cast and villain and every episode is a treat it has not let down once what is the uh format that you think is so interesting so the like you've seen batman everyone knows fucking batman i mean i think the way i can quote batman i have seen a batman movie right right right. (laughs) yeah of course you're you're the batman expert here who am i talking about uh and so this is I think what makes this so fresh and exciting is that it is a Batman show where Batman isn't here. It's instead, uh, Ruby Rose plays Kate Kane, who is Bruce Wayne's cousin, who Mm -hmm. finds the Batcave and after he's been missing for like five years and takes on the mantle herself. But Kate Kane is not an emotionally closed uh, billionaire psychopath. Uh, okay. she, uh, she has a lot of feelings. She also has a lot of friends and people who she's not used to keeping secrets from. And she has a hard time with that. She has a hard time with being so out and proud in her own real life. But then when she's fighting crime, she has to hide her identity. She puts on this red wig that does not look like her. People think Batwoman's straight. And that's an issue for her. <laughs> and also, all at the same time, the villain is her sister her twin sister who her family believed died in a car crash when they were children who was instead kidnapped and raised by a psychopath i love that so much and turned into an alice in wonderland quoting joker adjacent type type villain who is always such a good challenge for kate because it's always this push pull of like she's my sister, I want to save her, I love her, Mm -hmm. and she did something irredeemably bad this week, we should probably (laughs) stop her. That's so fun. Yeah, and it's it's, it's fantastic. Also, it's all streaming on the CW app. Like, because it's the first season, they didn't do that thing where they cut off episodes after five, so it's all there. Yeah, there's a superhero crossover in the middle, but that's all on CW app also. Ooh, fun. Actually, honestly, like, I might actually give this one a shot. It also, I guess, if the season just ended, there 
they might be popping up on Netflix sooner or later also, which would yeah, be better because you don't have to watch these god-awful CW app commercials. I That's a thing. I love the CW, but I hate the app. I'm sorry. Yeah, those ads are... And it'll be like four in a row of the same ad. Mm-hmm. I, yes. How, like, I, just because you can't touch each other doesn't mean we can't touch each other. What? <laughs> uh, I yeah. don't like brands trying to be my friend at this time. Right, no. I mean, I'm going to buy your shit anyway because that's how I make myself happy. So <laughs> just let me buy your stuff. Right. Okay? Right. Like, I'm still going to participate in, in consumerism, I promise. Yeah. Capitalism but. isn't a failed state, but it is pretty bad. Right. Uh, Caitlin, where can they find you for more you great anti-capitalist content? <laughs> right, of course. You can find me at, uh, at uh, Riley Tweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets on Twitter. You can find us at the Riverdale Register Podcast on Instagram. But honestly, just tweet at us because that's how you're going to get a faster answer. <laughs> yeah. What about you, John? You can find me on Twitter at John Patton. You can also find me on my blog, Catch from the Rye. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. If you want to read my hot take on Westworld's third season, I just posted that. Good pun. I honestly will read your hot take, but I probably won't understand it because I've been trying to read the recaps and I'm like, what is happening? I think I kind of explain it. You'll see. Yeah, give it a give it a read. Let me think. Believe me, it's not going to be your, your skill at being clear. I think Westworld just got bananas. <laughs> John, I didn't like your piece because you're such a terrible orator. I never learned the entire <laughs> plot of West, Westworld from it. Exactly. I did not learn. Westworld, I, I kept up. Second season I got uh, ish. Mm. It's very, it's a complicated show. Yeah, third season isn't complicated. That doesn't make it better or worse. Yeah, fair. Anyway, I guess this is the season finale. No, we have, we'll more have more bonkers. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get more people into the bunker. I think for a little In bit a normal of the summer. Way. Yeah, uh, that might I mean, become more intermittent as time goes on before production returns. Yeah, we'll figure out. Uh, we'll figure out how to keep the podcast going without. Uh, production happening yeah we can also do some like we if, if we like pick some movies to watch and, ta- and talk yeah. about with friends you know because i really enjoyed our riverdale back again episode yeah that was more super that fun with some of our friends i think that uh if you guys have any ideas about episodes that you would want to see yeah that'd be great we will not be doing and not because i don't love katie keen i do love katie keen but we will not be well actually i don't know i don't think we're gonna do like an entire new podcast on like a new show no we could um, do an episode on season one of katie keen yeah if, that if i get around to watching it that might be more reasonable maybe we'll do the pilot or something we'll yeah, i have seen out. the pilot yeah i've seen yeah i mean we'll do we'll figure it out it'll be good guys uh thank you guys for sticking with us i'm sorry that we don't get more riverdale i I'm bummed, especially because the last couple of episodes were so fun. And but I'm John. You know what? <laughs> you know what, guys? <laughs> we're all in this together. I'm here in my palatial mansion, um, you know, with several pools. Right, and I am here in your pool house, uh, the third great. one, the furthest <laughs> the, one in the back. Right, it's the biggest. So <laughs> that's the one you get. You're you're so kind. <laughs> Yeah, Stella gets the second one. Mm-hmm, That's just mm-hmm. for her, though. Right, so. right. Yeah. But she's so much smaller, so She comes okay. and goes in mind as she pleases. <laughs> <laughs> she 
she knows you're allergic. Right, right, right. What a jerk. Make sure. Oh. Anyway, guys, love you all. Over and out, River Vixens.